This is the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz, and this week I went on 600 AM KGEZ FM 96.5 to talk to Anthony Knockreiner about a few Seahawks topics from last Sunday and the win over the Cincinnati Bengals, the upcoming game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just a couple of the things that we get into. We talk about, are we for sure that the Bengals are a bad team? We talk about the best and worst from the Seahawks in that 21 to 20 win over Cincinnati. I also bring up the terrible Seahawks road record in September under Russell Wilson. And just how much was there to the reports that Antonio Brown could have been a member of the Seahawks. We get into that as well as our picks for week two of the NFL season. Brandon Schultz joins me in studio right now as we talk NFL. We talk Seattle Seahawks football. Brandon, great to have you on the show once again, my friend. It's good to be back and good to be coming off a win. I was about to say, yeah, 20, uh, 21 to 20 win over the Cincinnati Bengals. And um, I was clearly wrong. Don't take me to Vegas, man. <laughs> yeah, it, we. I think we all thought it was supposed to be. Uh, you know, a better showing by the Seahawks against the Bengals, uh, predicting, you know, double digit victories and that kind of thing. And I'm I, it makes me wonder, I, was I buying into to the to the hype around the Bengals being bad mm-hmm. in the offseason? Because there wasn't really a whole lot going in that we actually know because they have a brand new coach. You didn't know what he was going to do with the offense, obviously, with Andy Dalton minus A.J. Green. You know, that's a, a pretty big deal. But. Andy Dalton came out and he looked very, uh, he looked like a good quarterback. I was saying this Sunday, I'm like, too many people are selling Andy Dalton short. I mean, I'll tell you what, right now as a Bucks fan, after watching Jameis Winston last week, uh, you know, Cincinnati, please release him. <laughs> Tampa, sign him right now. Trade, I don't care. Well, you, it makes me wonder if he is the next Alex Smith, you know, a guy that kind of took a while to develop. And now that he's a veteran, that he can be a serviceable quarterback, kind of in the the bottom tier of you know, good. Well, that's kind of where he's been is kind of a, a, about that bottom tier of good quarterbacks, but with the right coaching, with the right uh, scheme, it, maybe he can, maybe they can win some games in Cincinnati. We'll see. I, like I said, don't sell them short. It will be interesting. And I don't know if Cincinnati will be as bad as people thought. And like you said, maybe we were buying too much into that. And with that being said though, Brandon, give me your best and your worst from Sunday. Oh, the best from Sunday, the fact that the Seahawks, they shut out the Bengals inside the red zone. The Bengals were made three trips inside the red zone. Uh, they get zero touchdowns and, you know, t- they settle for two field goals. They have one turnover. And that's really what led the Seahawks to win the game. The worst of the day was the fact that Dalton had all kinds of time. And I think that was one of the things that we talked about with uh, the fact that they had Andre Smith was starting at left tackle and he's a veteran, but he's never been in a outstanding. And so you thought that with Jadevian Clowney and and the, the fact that Ziggy Onza was out for the Seahawks, you know, they they were down a pass rusher. LJ Collier was out, so they didn't quite have the rotation that they wanted in that game. But I still expected them to give Dalton a little bit more of a hard time. What were you? Well, I mean, what, what do you think was more of Seahawks secondary? I mean, was that more of a concern, or do you place it really a bunch on the defensive line for all the time and all the completions? 
I do put more. It's tough because the defensive line, you had Quentin Jefferson have a really good game. You had Al Woods have a good game. You shot, saw Jadavian Clowney make an impact in those in a few different plays. So it wasn't that they didn't get their statistics. It just wasn't there. It wasn't that consistent pressure that I was expecting. And they targeted Trey Flowers. You know, they went his direction all day long. And it probably looks a lot better if they don't hit on, you know, talk about the worst of the day was really that downfield pass where Tedrick Thompson just jumps a little bit too early or, you know, he, he sneaks up a little bit too soon and the ball goes over the top of his head. They get a touchdown right before the half. Otherwise, the Seahawks go into the half for up 14-10 and it's a totally different game. Instead, they're down 17-14. What did you like about the offense? About the Seahawks offense. Yes. Oh, I, I like DK Metcalf. Uh, that was <laughs> four catches, 89 yards. I like the tribute to Doug Baldwin uh, in his, uh, you know, by going with 89 yards. That was nice of him to do that. And Chris Carson with the two touchdowns. He had the one receiving touchdown and then the one where he just, you know, busts right through the hole up the middle and doesn't even get touched, walks into the end zone. And it, I would have liked to see maybe uh, a few more yards from Carson here and there, but the Bengals were really playing the run game tough. Well, I was going to say, I mean, like that, that was one thing that really kind of walked away. I was like, okay, I like what, Car- what I've seen from Carson. Penny had a big run late in that football game as well. Um, let's talk about the offensive line for a yeah, second. Yeah, if, if we have to. I mean, well, and here's the thing. I, I didn't think we were going to have to because it, you guys didn't trade anybody from that starting five for no. any clownies. So um, uh, what, what do you think? Was it just bad, bad day for them? What? I think I was... I knew the Bengals defensive line was good. I didn't know they were really that, that good up the middle. And, you know, with Geno Atkins, he just had such a good ga- game against Justin Britt. And when you get that kind of pressure up the middle, it really it stops the run of the Seahawks. And then that's also, well, any quarterback who's getting pressure from the middle is going to struggle. Yeah. And uh, Russell Wilson, yeah, we saw him on multiple occasions, you know, drop back and there was a guy right in his face. And it makes it tough. And I can't even fault play calling in those issues, in those situations, because, you know, what play can you call that's going to work if you have a dude running at you right up the middle? A run play is going to he's going to tackle the running back. It's a pass play. He's right at the quarterback already. Brandon, I mean, we we talked about this team as I still think they're the NFC West favorites to win the division here. Um, Coming off of week one and only being one game. How do you feel? Do you still have you still feel pretty good or do you feel like we have more concerns than positives after week one? Oh, I feel pretty good. I think this is a traditionally has been a slow starting team with Pete Carroll. A lot of that is because he likes to start younger players and and see what they have. So I'm I'm not too concerned at this point. And it wouldn't shock me even at, at the end of the month if we're looking at a two and two team. But going forward, that that we see something positive. Brandon Schultz is joining me from the Seahawkers podcast and the Field Goals podcast. We'll talk about their matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers, as well as the possibility could have Antonio Brown been a Seahawk. We'll talk about that as well next year on the Knock On Sports. Still joining us in studio is Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast as we are talking about the NFL. The game has, play has resumed for Thursday Night Football. Right now, Tampa Bay with a 3-0 lead over Carolina. 
and I'm surprised, to be <laughs> honest, Brandon. Uh, let's talk about their matchup this week. Uh, they got the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they could have perhaps had a former Steeler on the team. Uh, if you heard from Pete Carroll earlier this week. You know, I saw all these reports, and I watched the press conference, and I it's interesting to see where the way they, the direction that they took it with the reports, because Pete Carroll essentially said, oh, yeah, we looked at him. We look at everybody and that's kind of how they that's how they go about things. They want to be in on every deal, whatever move gets made around the NFL. And so I have no doubt that they looked into it just to see what was going on. But it also you kind of got the sense from them, too, that when they looked into it, they knew he was going to New England. And isn't it interesting that 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 deal happened so quickly after we found out that Antonio Brown was released? I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what to, how to look into this because I'm just like well, they wanted to trade a first round pick for him if it, to to the Steelers. Steelers obviously didn't want to do that because they have that little rivalry going. Yeah, Belichick gets what he wants. True, <laughs> true. He does get what he wants here, but at the same time, I mean, look at him now. I mean, we don't know if he'll get him. I don't think he's going to play Sunday. That no, well, that could be true too. There, there, there's been some things that have happened that uh, we we may not see him on the field now. Or, well. And the source, for a while. sources say right now that the Pats were unaware of this situation. Oh, interesting. So who knows? But and I mean, he, and obviously Brown was aware of it coming. It, yeah. Appa- apparently him and his agent knew that it was coming. And I think um, once again, uh, Antonio Brown could because of this conduct, potentially it's all alleged. We'll see what the courts and the legal system say. But I mean, he could find himself out of he could find himself with no money after Signing thirty million and what was it nine million guaranteed yeah, for this 30 year? Thirty million guaranteed and and then nine. That's a lot of millions to give up that were guaranteed at one point. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. but let me ask you this: it, We know the deal was pretty quick with the Patriots, but if the Seahawks had the chance, do you take that chance? I certainly no, no, wouldn't. No, no, that's pretty simple. Okay, <laughs> it's pretty easy for me. Look at all of the drama, even with this this latest allegation toward him. I wouldn't have want, one of the one of Pete Carroll's first rules is always protect the team. And when you saw Antonio Brown release that video, by the way, a, a video that was definitely produced. Antonio Brown wasn't making that video just on his own, you know, the iMovie at, at home. He wasn't putting that together. He had that professionally done. Yeah. So it was it was part of a strategy. And when when it's part of a strategy to make your team look bad, he's not protecting his team. Well, he could have gotten into some serious legal trouble. He's lucky Gruden doesn't press charges, especially in California. Yeah, I suppose. I, uh, I read that. It's interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 fun to think about. But <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's talk about the matchup with the Steelers. I mean, I was expecting a lot more. I picked the Steelers to actually upset the Patriots. Boy, was I wrong. What do you think? Do you, do you, do you think you see that type of Steelers team again? I don't think so. I, you know, I have a hard time going back and just watching. And for the Seahawks coaches, they're going to have a heck of a time looking at that game film and going, okay, well, we know what the Steelers are going to do. You have no idea what the Steelers are going to do because they were down so quickly early that they had no chance to really implement whatever game plan they had. So I'm a little bit disappointed in that regard that now they go into this game two and they really don't know much of anything about what the Steelers have planned for the season in terms of their offense. What's more concerning the way this, how bad the Steelers looked or how good the Patriots looked. Ooh, uh, well it could, it could be a combination of things. 
because the Steelers may not have been up for the moment to play. It is week one of the season. And the way they handle preseason, a lot of these NFL teams, they may just not have been ready right. to, to go after it. And you know a Bill Belichick coach team is going to be ready come week one. So it just could have been that. That's how it looked to me anyway. That The Steelers just didn't come ready to play. The Patriots marched down in the field almost every drive to score. What's your biggest concern? Because I look at this matchup between Seattle and Pittsburgh. My concern is answering and figuring out how to get get Bush out of the way, essentially, and get him locked up because he's so fast, so physical, such a freak of nature uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think he's going to fit in with that linebacking core and the lore that they've had because uh, he's already looked so good as a rookie. You got Bush, you have Watt, although I, I haven't heard if Watt's going to be available to play on Sunday, so that could be a good thing for the Seahawks. Um, yeah, the defensive line that they're going up against and those linebackers, that does worry me a little bit, but also the secondary, if if they're going to give up those same kind of plays that they were giving up against New England, that excites me a little bit, but... Can the Seahawks offensive line bounce back a little bit? And one of the things that has me concerned is just the historical play of the Seahawks in September. I went back and and looked at just inside the Russell Wilson era. The Seahawks outside of the Super Bowl season are one in 10 in September. One in 10? They're three in 10 if you include that one Super Bowl season. Wow. They've won. Yeah. I didn't realize they were that bad in September. They're, They're bad in September on the road. On the road. Oh, okay. Okay. I was about yeah. to say, wait a minute. <laughs> I need to make that. Yes. I should have put that qualifier in there. That is it's strictly on the road games. Uh, still, still not good. On, still this not is good. a road game. Yeah. <laughs> and I I don't like knowing that history and, and the one road game that they, that they actually won here with just last year was against the Arizona Cardinals. And we know how bad they were last year. Yeah, that, that was pretty terrible. I mean, uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll see. We'll see if they can change their fortunes. But I, they keep I, it close. They Every game that they have lost in September on the road has been within 10 points. I think this is the game where the the running game really has to get going and to set it up, set things up. I think Carson and Penny have to have a big day running the football. They do. And with it being on the road, that's going to be important. they got to get their big plays, too. they got to shut down the Steelers' run. We saw the Patriots were able to make that Pittsburgh offense one-dimensional. Now, a big part of that was the fact that they got up so early. You know, they were up 20 to nothing at the half. So they had to go to the air in the second half. And I, we saw with the Steelers, we, we saw with the Bengals, the Seahawks able to make them one-dimensional and unable to win the game if they can do that against the Steelers too. I like their chances. Brandon, I know the play is just resumed. Let's get to our NFL picks. Who would you take tonight, Bucks or Panthers? I took the Panthers, but I see you have the Bucks checked now, now that the score is up 3-0. Well, so I, was picking, I was picking the Bucks from the get-go. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I was yeah. going to pick, I can't pick the, the Panthers. <laughs> uh, Cardinals at Ravens. I am taking the Ravens. So am I. I'm going to take the Ravens as well. I don't know if they're going to score 60 again. but I, I, I think that was just a byproduct of Miami being that bad. Uh, Dallas versus Washington. Uh, Washington played a little better than I expected last week. I'm taking Washington in the upset for their Ooh, yeah. upset pick. Okay. That's my upset pick this week. Well, I'm not I'm not feeling as good about that as you. As Dak, as Dak Prescott played pretty good last week. He I'm did. Gonna take, I'm going to take Dallas. Now they got to go on the road, though. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Colts at Titans. I am going to take the Titans. This one's hard for me because, you know, the Colts play a lot better than I expected against the Chargers. The, well, the Titans played a lot better than I expected against the Browns. <laughs> this is true. We both lost that <laughs> yeah. one. Um, I'm going to take the Titans with you. Uh, so I'm going to take the Titans here. I think they played well. Seahawks, Steelers. 
Um, oh, I yeah. think this is pretty simple for Seattle. us. I'm, I'm taking Seahawks with you on that one. Oh, good. So there. Now I feel bad about not taking the Bucks. Oh, don't Great. feel bad about the Bucks. Listen, the Tampa is going to be terrible this I year. I did take them last week though, and they well, let me down. And guess what? It's tied three three. You're oh, fine. Okay. Right. Um, Bills at the Giants. I am surprised that the Bills are not a lot of people going with the Bills, and they won. And they won, and they're playing the Giants, who, I don't know, did they look all that great? And I'm taking the they Bills. Yeah, spanked. I mean, Saquon Barkley looked good. Right. But, uh, yeah, Jones, Daniel Jones was in the game by the end of the game, wasn't he? I think so. Well, I mean, I, don't, I think give it about six more weeks. I think Eli's It'll done. It'll be full time. Yeah, 49ers at Bengals. I'm going to take the 49ers, uh, I, even though I don't want to. All right. I'm It'll take- make me feel better, though, if they if they lose. Well, I'm going to make my upset pick the Bengals here just because of what I saw last week. And San yeah. Francisco should have lost to Tampa, but Jameis Winston decided to give two gifts. That's not that much of an upset pick. They're playing at home. Well, what? It's Cincinnati. <laughs> Everyone thinks they're going to be terrible. Uh, Chargers at the Detroit Lions. Ooh, this is interesting. The Chargers have a lot of injuries, but uh, I, I still I have to go with L.A. Listen, I might have gone with Detroit, but they had a huge lead over the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> And they tied. Uh, somehow they let Kyler Murray go for the last four minutes of the game. So I'm going with the Chargers. This one's interesting. Vikings at Packers. Yeah, this is a bit of a coin flip, but I'm going to take the Vikings with how well they played. If they can keep that run game going against the Packers, I think the Vikings, they, they could put their stamp on this division early. I think I'm going to agree with you because the Vikings looked awfully impressive. I took the Falcons last week to kind of beat the Vikings. I told you that was a mistake. Yeah, you, you, you were absolutely right. Because, uh, yeah, that was a terrible mistake. Uh, Jaguars at Texans. Texans. That's, that's an easy one with the backup uh, quarterback, Gardner Minshew. Hey, Gardner's looked pretty good last week. Well, he the did Chiefs. look good for, yeah. I mean, you got that mustache. Chiefs. That mustache is magic. I know. It, it does win people over. <laughs> uh, I kind of agree with you, though. The mustache I, is going to have its own Twitter account if it doesn't already. It's, well, you know, remember that Andrew Luck? What was that? that uh, oh, yeah. Did Cap- that tw- Captain they, Andrew Luck? Yeah, I, I think that if Gardner Minshew can stick around, I think he takes over for Andrew <laughs> Luck. He's the new captain. Captain Gardner Minshew. There you go. <laughs> He's got that kind of name to go with it. Um, Patriots at Dolphins. That this don't take long. Well, I'm going to take Patriots, but they've struggled in Miami historically. Listen, I totally agree. (laughs) They've struggled in Miami, but listen, Miami needed a miracle last year. They need two miracles this weekend. That's true. Uh, Chiefs at Raiders. This one's actually a little more interesting than I would have thought. It is interesting, but I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'm not going to try and pick and choose where they're going to lose throughout (laughs) the season. (laughs) I agree. I'm going to take the Chiefs as well. Saints Rams. Revenge. Yes, this will be fun. Ah, uh, gosh, I want the the Saints to win so badly. Uh, I'm going to take the Rams anyway. I just, I don't feel good about it. It's really tough because I thought about taking the Saints, but their defense just gave up so much last week against the Texans. I that was my upset pick last week, and I almost had it. If they made a 58 yard field goal and ruined my upset pick. Well, talk. Yeah, well, you know, hey, you shouldn't play prevent defense for no. Texans. Uh, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna take the Rams here. Um, Gross. I, yeah, I know. I'm not exactly <laughs> fond of it either. Uh, Bears at Broncos. Two teams trying to figure out their offensive identities. Broncos usually do very well in their home openers, so I'm gonna take Denver. I'll take Chicago to get back on track. So we got another one that we go against each other. Because uh, last week you went nine six and one, and I went. 
eight, seven, and one last oh, week. Yep. So I lost. That was you. that Vikings pick that did it. The yep. Vikings Falcons. Well, the, the Bucks pick didn't help either. Uh, <laughs> I took the Bucks with you. Remember? Uh, yeah, I know it didn't help us either way. No. Uh, Eagles Falcons. Who are you taking? I got one? the Eagles there. I'm gonna take the Falcons here. Ooh, bounce back game. I don't think the Falcons are good. I, well, see, here's the thing. I kind of took the I took the Falcons actually as my Super Bowl pick. I thought they'd have a big bounce back year. You just get over that. Don't don't try and justify it. Still. <laughs> Browns at, at Jets and uh, Sam Darnold's got mono. Yes, I had the Jets initially. And then when I found that out and plus maybe no Le'Veon Bell, I, I have to go Browns. I'm going to go Browns as well. Uh, the Jets lost with Sam Darnold and Le'Veon Bell last week to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I, I have to think that Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns get back on track. But it worries me about the Browns being so undisciplined last week uh, against the Titans. I think this is where Cleveland might have made a mistake. Again, I get Freddie Kitchens. This is like Tampa Bay a couple years ago yeah. where you decided to make and you promoted Dirk Cutter to be your head coach. I think they made a mistake and they should have kept Greg Williams as their head football coach and they were because they were winning games with him as the head coach. Should have left uh, Greg Williams as the head coach there. I think that would have been the better decision. I, we'll see if it plays out. I think it may play out that way. Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers podcast and the Field Goals podcast. Thanks, Brandon, for joining me for making picks. If uh, fans want to catch the latest episodes of the Field Goals and the Seahawkers podcast, how can they do it? Yeah, check out the latest episode of the Field Goals podcast. We talked to uh, uh, Dave from Behind the Steel Curtain podcast to kind of preview the Steelers matchup. So if you're looking for more of a, a Steelers preview, check that out there. And then Adam and I on Saturday, it'll be a little bit later show this week, but uh, that's per- probably when we'll have the next episode of the Seahawkers podcast. Brandon, always appreciate the time, my friend. Appreciate the insight. Can't wait to chat with you next week, my friend. Anytime. Anytime.